Welcome to the podcast of TechU. I am your host, Andrew Regular, and I have just come back home from TechChill in Riga, which is one of the favorite conferences of the TechEU team. So thanks a lot to this year's organization team for putting together a fabulous event, and thanks to everyone who made it to our panel discussion about the change of top management roles in scaling startups. In the near future, I will see if I actually can get a recording of that panel to share it on this show later. So, what's the plan for today? I don't want to waste any time, so I will start sharing the interviews that I have recorded at TechChill right away. Today you will hear from Juhani Mukkanen, uh, the co-founder of Vault. But before that, my colleague Annie Musgrove has prepared a news recap to make sure we have not missed anything important. Hi, I'm Annie Musgrove of TechEU, and here are some of the most important news stories in European tech. London-based venture capital firm Atomico has closed its fifth fund, Atomico 5, at 820 million US dollars. This brings the firm's total assets under management to 2.7 billion US dollars. The size of the new fund allows the firm to stick with its ongoing strategy, investing in European startups at Series A, and to also invest in select companies at Series B and C. Atomico 5 has a variety of investors from around the world, such as pension funds, sovereign wealth funds, insurance companies, endowments, banks, family offices, and government-backed entities. Individual LPs include founders and early employees of major European tech companies from recent years, such as Spotify and TransferWise. Next, Tesla has now been allowed to resume construction of its new gigafactory in Brandenburg, Germany, Yahoo Finance reports. Tree felling had been on hold for almost a week after several environmental organizations filed an emergency appeal to stop it, citing threats to forest wildlife and other environmental issues. Last Friday, a regional court granted approval to clear 90 hectares of the forest for the site. Now, however, Tesla is under time pressure to get the forest cleared before the bird nesting season and bat mating season begins at the start of March. If that doesn't happen, the company could potentially be ordered to stop tree felling again. The Spanish Council of Ministers has approved a national digital services tax, also known as the Google tax, your active reports. However, after pressure from the U.S., the Spanish coalition executive decided to postpone the collection of an estimated 1.8 billion euros until December 2020. The tax itself is similar to one already implemented in France. It's a 3% tax on earnings from online ads, deals brokered on digital platforms, and sales of user data by tech companies that have at least 750 million euros in global revenue. So that's Facebook, Google, or Amazon. Next, the European Commission plans to create a single European market for industrial data. Last Monday, it presented a new plan as part of a digital market policy shakeup, Reuters reports. The plan also includes steps to rein in the data controlling powers of companies such as Google, Facebook, and Amazon. EU industry chief Thierry Breton said that a key element of the plan would be the creation of an EU cloud platform alliance, with the EU hoping to mobilize up to 2 billion euros. The UK-founded online bank Revolut has more than tripled its valuation to 6 billion US dollars, the Telegraph reports. The firm has raised a total of 500 million U.S. dollars by selling new shares. 
It's also thought to be raising $1 billion U.S. dollars of extra debt. The new valuation of Revolut is far ahead of rival Monzo, which is worth an estimated $2.5 billion U.S. dollars. That's more than double. Revolut is expected to formally announce the results of the round within the next few days and says it does not comment on speculation. Next, Google is planning to move the accounts of its British users out of the control of European Union privacy regulators, placing them under U.S. jurisdiction instead, your active reports. The shift, prompted by Britain's exit from the EU, will leave the sensitive personal information of tens of millions with less protection and within easier reach of British law enforcement. It's understood that Google has decided to make the move because it's unclear whether Britain will follow GDPR or adopt other rules regarding user data. Next, the UK's weather service, the Met Office, will spend £1.2 billion to acquire the world's most powerful climate supercomputer, in Gadget reports. The Met said that the computer will create a digital twin of our atmosphere with data, like wind speeds, air temperatures and pressures, and more. It will create forecasts specific to an area of just 1,000 meters across, compared to 10 kilometers currently. Around large airports, accuracy will pinpoint down to just 300 meters. The first stage installation will go into service in 2022. Five years later, it'll get an upgrade that will bump performance by a further three times. These are some of the most important European tech news from the week of February 17th. I'm Annie Musgrove. Now back to Andre. Thank you so much, Annie, for this great recap. And now, as I promised, let's listen to a conversation that I had the other day with one of the six co-founders of Volt, which is a popular food delivery service from Finland, and it has already raised almost 200 million US dollars in funding. So, hey, I'm uh, Juhani Mykkänen. I'm a co-founder at Volt. Uh, been with us since the beginning, so from 2014, and done a bunch of different roles in the company. So I, I would say more than 10 roles. I've always right. been the generalist kind of co-founder of the group who kind of is sent to new things and figure out what we need in some area. And then when I've done it for a few months, we usually hire someone who actually knows what the hell they're doing. And you, you you had a whole lot of co-founders, like six co-founders, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why? I think the original idea uh, is our CEO, Miki Kuusi, who kind of gathered the group. And Miki wanted to have a team that we can, without any hires we can build everything we need all the way to the launch okay and it was a beautiful idea at the same time uh looking back like probably a, like really bad idea because usually the recommendation is if you start a company you should do it with two or three people uh, and we had six people which is like basically like raising a kid with six parents so like not a ideal situation but we are still great friends and uh, it's it's been going good that's good okay so Walt, uh what uh, what is it so Walt is an easy way for you to get food from the restaurants uh, around you. So basically from a customer point of view, it's an app that you open, you see a list of restaurants nearby, you choose what you want, you hit send, and within 30 minutes you have your food to your home or your office. Uh, in a more bigger scale, it's basically a platform that connects people who are hungry with people who want to earn either making food, so the restaurants, mm -hmm. or people who want to earn money by delivering food, which is the courier partners. And the couriers are the people who can just connect to the platform whenever they want. Say they want to deliver one hour, two hours, five days, whatever. You know, you can do you can do it when you want and uh, earn earn flexibly. Right. And where are you active now? 
We are in 20 countries, um, Nordics, Baltics, uh, in the East, we are in places such as like Georgia, Kazakhstan, Azerbaijan, in the South, we're like Greece, Croatia, um, in Central Europe, we're like Poland, Czech Republic, Hungary. It's an interesting set of markets you've got. Why, 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 was these, why were these markets chosen? Uh, we have wanted to go to markets where we feel that we can bring value that is not there yet. So okay. obviously we like to think that we have the best service. But at the same time, and we do actually do have the global best service as rated by customers on, on like Google Play or App Store. But if we would go to like, let's say London or Barcelona at the moment, you know, there's like really good players who've been there for a few years. So right. if we go there, we would have to spend millions in marketing just to make a dent. Uh, whereas if we can go to markets where there is not a big modern player yet, or if there is, they just started. So it's kind of a level playing field. So that's how we've kind of chosen markets where we, we can go and then people are going to be like, oh, cool, we didn't have this and now we do and we're happy. <laughs> right. So this kind of brings along the, uh, brings along one of the topics that uh, you were mentioning in your talk uh, just now about the timing. And you were saying that if you started uh, a year earlier, then you would have been already a global leader in the on the market. Yeah, that's always like speculation. But yeah, I, I feel that yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like... Uh, it, year is a long time and the guys who are the biggest in, in the world like started a bit earlier right and you actually started with a different uh with a, with a different idea right yeah like we we always discussed the delivery bit but we, our original idea was that if we could make it work so that what would be the kind of app that you use when you want to eat in or pick it up yourself then we mm. wouldn't have to add the kind of logistical component in of the real world like having all these people partnering with us and delivering the food so uh yeah, the original idea was that you use Vault in the restaurants that are kind of like um, where you go regularly, where you regularly pick up something or a coffee, coffee or like a, a pizza or, or a salad, and then you just use Vault to make your order to skip the line and the payment and all the hassle. And right, and how long uh, this was the uh, main uh, uh, proposition of, of the company? Like, how long did that uh, Two last? months. <laughs> Two months. So we very quickly learned people loved the app, but it wasn't a popular enough use case. So we added delivery very soon, and then it, things just exploded. And was it still in, in just in Helsinki? Yeah, this was in Helsinki. Yeah, spring 2015 Helsinki, what we're mm -hmm. talking about now. And then in the summer, we added delivery. Right. Uh, was it your own uh, delivery operations? The couriers are contractors. So mm -hmm. just like the restaurants, it, they connect to the platform. And uh, they can choose whenever. There's no boss, there's no shift. So you can kind of choose when you when you deliver. You can choose if you want to uh, use the old gear, use your own vehicle and that kind of stuff. Right. So, But as far as I understand, uh, similarly to companies like uh, Deliveroo and other players on the market, I think uh, Vault has also been sort of pressed uh, by uh, whatever organizations and uh, the careers themselves about uh, sort of fair pay and the contracts and all. So what's, uh, what's your take on uh, this whole uh, process? Yeah, I think um, right now what's happening all around the world is that people are worried for platform workers' rights. Mm -hmm. And for a good reason, because here's the thing, like what we have, uh, what, what's the new good thing is that uh, for the first time in the world, because of mobile internet and GPS, it's possible to do work so that you have a mobile phone that gives you, like proposes you tasks that you can do mm -hmm. and you can choose yourself when you do it. So you don't have the boss, you can choose when you're on your own hours and uh, it's super free. There's no big tight language or educational requirements. So we can offer this work to many people. But because it's this kind of marketplace model where people can choose when they come and go, they're not employed. 
Right. And and this count this this is the issue because like even you're not employed, you don't have the safety nets that come with employment. So you have to take care of your own pension payments or your own insurance and this kind of stuff. And this is what what, what people are worried about. And it's also what we are worried about. So um what we're doing at the moment is that we're trying to figure out how can we make life better for people, even though they're contractors. So we're offering accident insurances in some first of our markets soon. Um, we're like in Finland, we're piloting things like um, a free phone helpline where you can ask about all these entrepreneurial, like, like how do I care, take care of my pension payments? How do I take care of value added tax? This kind of stuff. That's like the very kind of fast solution. But then there's also the other set of things is like, we're always looking into like the employment model. Is there... Is there is it possible to do a platform where people connect to while being employed? It's it's an open question because the employment legislation changed from market to market. And for example, in Finland, like if you're employed, you have to have a boss, you have to have shifts basically, and it's not that flexible. So this is what we're trying to figure out, and uh, we share the we share the worries, and we want to be the responsible company who kind of comes from the Nordics, has like Nordic Finnish values, does this the right way, and we want to be the kind of example of like how to be a responsible platform company. Right. And how many contractors do you uh, have uh, uh, connected to the platform right now? Uh, restaurants, 9,000. Uh, couriers, 20,000. 20,000. And the company itself, you mentioned that it has uh, 700 plus employees, right? Yeah. What do they all do? Yeah. So um, our HQ is about 200 people. Mm-hmm. About half of that is product development. So engineers uh, and um, designers and people who build the customer app, the courier app, the restaurant app, our logistics back end, our world at work offering, um, basically that's a whole platform so that it doesn't crash and burn when millions of people use it, all this stuff. And then we have supporting functions like analytics, brand, uh, marketing, uh, HR, finance, legal, comms and PR, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the bulk of, of our people, so about 600 people are in the country teams. So each country, 20 countries, we have mm-hmm. a local team. Always only local people, local general manager, marketing manager, restaurant partnership managers, restaurant development managers, support mm-hmm. people. This is all local. Right. I see. So, and uh, how about yourself? What is your main function right now? So what, what did you arrive to? <laughs> yeah. So I'm working on the uh, purposely vague title of head of internal development, meaning that I can do all <laughs> kinds of stuff and it's always like somehow fits into the title. Currently, uh, I'm especially working on our social responsibility. So right. I feel that exactly the issue that we touched upon, how to become a platform company who is doing this right, who is doing this in a way that working through Vault means that you can combine flexibility and safety nets. How can we make that happen? So that's on my plate right. at the moment. And what, uh, what kind of directions do you see in this task? In that. Yeah, so again, uh, it's like... There's two main avenues. So one is like, how do we make life better for people in the contractor side? Mm-hmm. And then other is like looking into like, is there an employment model that we can make happen? For example, in Finland, like, can we offer employment for a certain part of the careers? Those people who do it like full time and who would rather have this kind of more um committed relationship with mm-hmm. us because there's also some people there are students they do it for two months in the summer you know they don't they're happy yeah, to just course. hop in and hop off so uh so yeah this is what we're doing and of course like also this is a topic in brussels like eu is going to be doing legislation around this or like maybe a directive coming in the next couple of years so obviously we want to uh help out like figure that out in a way that it's good for the workers good for the companies it's sustainable it's fair you know this kind of stuff right 
Yeah, this is an interesting thing to do. But I also noticed that you were very passionate when talking about your own team, your own uh, people. Is that something you're still involved into, like the culture, team building, that kind of Yeah, for thing? sure. I've, I've been the kind of – I headed our people team and culture for like two years. That was my main job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm some kind of a culture like mascot in the company in the sense that like <laughs> I, I, out of our co-founders, I'm probably the person who's like most passionate about like – how are people are doing is everyone does have their pillow in the right angle, you know, and that kind of stuff. So, uh, I, I'm the, usually I organize our like company wide event once a year and that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's, it's very close to my heart because for me, you know, we all spend more time at work than we spend with, you know, our closest like family, because you're working you know, every day, several hours. So I, I just like what gets me out of bed is building a company that people feel good about and, and where people feel that, hey, I'm, I, I really love working here. I'm making an impact. We're making the cities better where we go. Right. And uh, do you have any plans at all of uh, expanding to the market that are more tightly competitive? Um, we'll have to see. It's a very competitive industry. So even if, if we... Uh, if I told you, I'd have to kill you, so to speak. But uh, let's see what happens. So it's... Uh, obviously, we're running out of markets where there's not that much competition. So then it's it's either like opening new cities in those markets uh, or then it's also one one direction we're looking is like, is there something else than food that we can deliver, for mm-hmm. example? Or, and then obviously like, are there markets where we should make a bet and just go even though there have been some like modern players already for a couple of years, so. Have you raised venture funding? Yeah, we've uh, we've in the C round stage. So our total funding in in US dollars is about one hundred and eighty million at the moment. Uh, we are on a fully funded plan, so we at the moment we don't need more money. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and and we are we are excellent when it comes to being profitable and efficient. That's what we do. We're a tech company at heart, and we have built this from the get go in a way that. If you look at all the players in the industry, we are probably the most uh, efficient and profitable and sustainable of the, of the bunch. Are you actually profitable? Uh, we are not profitable as a whole company. Uh, many of our markets are profitable as individual markets. And uh, our goal is to soon be, be profitable uh, before marketing costs. Right. This is interesting. Uh, over the past year, I suppose, it was pretty easy to notice the consolidation trend on uh, this market. Is this something that you would consider buying or selling? Uh, well, we've gotten several offers to buy the company throughout the years. Uh, we have not sold. Uh, we rather do our own thing or it, it feels good to do our own thing. And uh, so um, on a personal level, um, I'm more excited of, 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 of the IPO option in, mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a couple of years. We're not ready there yet, but of course, it's like, it's impossible to say what's going to happen in the industry. There's been a bunch of consolidation, but at the same time, I'm proud that we've been able to kind of grow on our own and and, and kind of carve this all, our own place uh, out there. So, right. so. For you, uh, was this the first uh, company that you co-founded? Um, I would say this is the first real company I co-founded. I we did some like uh, like messed up with some friends like during uh, the studies and just like practicing like putting together a company, but I didn't like work. No, no one of us like worked for that basically. So yeah, yeah, yes and no. And when did you? Was there any moment when you kind of realized that this is actually taking off and this is something that you're going to have to be committed to for for the foreseeable future? Yeah, we made that decision in the, in the get go of uh, like at the get go because, for example, myself, I was into journalism for I, after I grad, I was six years working at Housing in Sanamat, which is the All kind right. of wannabe New York Times of Finland. I was there as a journalist and then as an editor for the last two years, and um, I just quit my job without 
having any idea what I want to do next. And I knew that what I'm going to do next is going to be the next big thing for me. And when we sat down with the founders, we kind of made this pact that three years is the minimum that all of us will put into this, uh, given that this will somehow go uh, well. And now it's been um, five and a half years and uh, I have a feeling we're just getting started. So, Is everybody still there, the founding team? Uh, no, we have two people of the founding team. Like in the, When the last round of funding happened, they um, chose that they... They felt that it was a good spot for them to go into new things. Like one of these, one of one of the guys is like concentrating on his family at the moment. The other is known has been in London and this kind of stuff. So um, we're everyone is in great terms, but uh, four out of six are still active with the company. Right. No, 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 this is great. This is indeed great. And uh, when you were uh, saying that you could be delivering something else, what would that be? No, like there is companies like who already like delivering all other stuff than food as well. Like like from like. Uh, medicine to groceries to to you know books to whatever people want to have but i think with those companies food is still the main selling mm-hmm. item so obviously we could and we were getting do trials like we're probably trialing some of the things up in finland like let's say we have a popular shop that you can order for example uh electrical gear like what do you call it like all kinds of like stuff from mobile phones to whatever so like if you could have a delivery right away and not mm-hmm. like in two days why, why not so we're piloting with things, seeing how, how things go, but it's really important to keep our focus and eye on the ball because the big thing that we need to win is is the food food bits. Right. Uh, because if we lose that one, then there's nothing else that we can build upon. So, Do you have dark kitchens? We're, uh, we call them delivery-only kitchens. Uh, we are we are looking into those. We, we are not yet operating or partnering with any of those, but uh, it's obviously an, an interesting thing because it can really bring down the um it can make food more affordable and um it can really change the whole industry so interesting to see what has going to happen are you thinking about drone delivery we've done some tests we've done robot delivery tests in in uh tallinn and then drone like starship yeah with starship and then we've done our own like small drone delivery tests Uh, at the moment it's again it's an interesting space uh maybe personally it's a bit more in the first phase it's probably going to be more like for parcels food is still a bit wobbly and, and it's like and at the same time when you order a vault like i think some companies are doing this piloting so that there's sort of like people still at both ends because mm-hmm. if you just and then you will still need people because if, if you do purely drones like drones are not going to be able to like get into your like stairway and go up the stairs to your apartment door and yeah. look on it and that kind of stuff and that's what many people want still so that's true right you thank you so much that was it for my questions thanks, Andre. and uh, yeah so thanks for the talk thanks for the interview and good luck yeah, thanks. Thank now, this is it for today's podcast. I do hope you enjoyed it. Please help us spread the word. Tell a friend or colleague about the show and follow our updates on Twitter at tech underscore EU. Audio engineering for this podcast is done by SoundPulse. That is sound-pulse.com. Please feel free to email us with any questions, suggestions, and opinions at podcast at tech EU. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy your week. I'm going to talk to you next Monday. Bye-bye. Thank you.